I want to share something briefly that ruined the starting point of many people. Something that blocks multitude. Most people see those who have succeeded and they want to imitate them. True or false? But they don't know where they started. Most people don't know the sacrifice that went in to lay a foundation in the lives of those who have emerged. So that the only thing they know is the, the success story. Whether it is spiritual, whether it's even academic, whether it's in business, financial. By the time you see somebody is excelling in prayer, excelling in fasting, excelling in this, but the person who, you have never also sat down to know how the person also fell and fell and fell in that same area before the person became who he is now. How did they start? What struggles did they go through? What were their trials? <laughs> if my salary is 10 million shillings, and prime salary is 500,000, and she comes close to me, If the relationship is not in truth, to constantly rebuke her that you cannot do as I am doing, that's not where I started. She will never rise to become what I, what I am. That's the type of clique. People have built relationship with those who have excelled that has ruined them never to excel. It has brought them to the point that they will never excel. Because they are seeing the people enjoying the fruit of many years of investment when they themselves have invested nothing and they also want to start enjoying the fruit of no investment and therefore they will never have an investment in all their lives. You go out with this one. He orders a meal of uh, 50,000. You also order yours for 50,000. And by doing that, 10% of your salary has gone in one meal. 
1% of his salary has not gone. I've been examining the life of many believers. I can tell you, some of those, it will take a miracle for them to rise to the top. Unless their lifestyle change. Unless they change their ways of life. A simple lifestyle, a humble beginning, a beginning that you are true to yourself by telling yourself, that is not who I am. I can't put on the same type of dress that this person is putting on. The person has the means I don't have. The person is working. I'm a beggar. I can admire what she is putting on and want to put it on today. If I do that and I don't have the right relationship with that person, for the person to tell that, look, what you are putting on now took me 10 years to start putting it on. So there are dangerous relationships established that will ruin many people. You don't copy what you are not. A simple lifestyle is the foundation that will take everybody far. Simplicity in lifestyle. Let's just even begin spiritually. Speak the lifestyle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where he was born. In a manger. And later on, you hear him saying, Foxes have poles. Birds of the sky have nets, but the Son of Man does not have where to put his head. Pick the lifestyle of Paul and ask yourself which power did Paul ever have? Pick the lifestyle of prophet like Elijah. 
Forget about Elijah. Let's shift to the one we were touching with, we even touched on Sunday, Elisha. That uh, somebody needed to see and even make a small room for him. There are very few believers in ministry who know that success in ministry has nothing to do with material possession. Success in ministry has nothing to do with your car. It has nothing to do with your building. Majority of believers are exceptionally wasteful. Exceptionally wasteful. I, I pray that I will have time to truly share this message with the church. After the Lord Jesus had performed a miracle, fed the 5,000, he told the disciples, gather the remain. Let nothing be wasted. Anybody who is given to the spirit of wasting has blocked himself. He will never have a second miracle. And the way they gather 12 baskets. Where did they gather them from? Some had fallen, they gathered. In a world where multitudes are stabbing, and you find a believer throwing food, eat and throw remains here and there. And they want to depend on God. For God to perform another miracle when they are in need, God will not perform that miracle. Even in the world, I think it was yesterday at our family devotion, not family devotion. When we were praying in the evening, I was sharing with the brethren that Elon Musk stays in a house of 50,000 shillings, dollars. He's the house, he committed himself that he will not own any house. He stays in a house and his actual rent, it is a house, uh, this container house. But look at look at the type of housing we want to have. So that houses is no longer places for shelter or places to make a name. That is what many people know houses now for. It's no longer a place for shelter. I read four things about him in his lifestyle. Number one, in his housing. 
He's the, the, is he the richest now? He's the richest now. He has become the richest now in the world. He had a girlfriend that they were planning to marry. And they started staying together. When they interviewed the girl, the girl said, they were sleeping on one mattress and the mattress was torn. And he, the girl suggest, suggested to him that they should buy a new mattress. She told the girl, no, let us go and bring, uh, pick the mattress that you have in your own house. He preferred that they should go and pick the other mattress. Than buy. Is the mattress so expensive? For some of us, we have, we have mattresses piled all over the place. <laughs> I, I, I entered into the house of one of my uh, young, uh, young disciples when he had just believed. I even spoke to him later on when he now in the mission field. He had one room. One room. Like some of these young people. Very soon, you go and buy one, get one room, then you buy big chairs. Huge chairs that has occupied the whole district. There's no space to pass. I used to go to the, 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 the brother's room. You eat that, you only just manage. So it was the chairs occupying. And I once went to my daughter's house. Ooh. In Banana, the girls are both When a chair is enjoying your house and you can no longer enjoy your house, <laughs> truly, you eat her. No, her chair will go. When she was coming, she sold them. I pray that she will never buy something again. She just said, Let me enjoy this that chair that uh, daddy's house could never have. She bought one chair, go from here like this, then the other one take the corner, then I don't know. I they have the freedom to do since I've gone to us. I've not come to some of yours here. I don't know how much she, she may have sold it for 25% of her mother when she was leaving. And I can tell you, any of you have that spirit, that thing when you start buying. The first day, can you imagine somebody who earned 100,000 just paid to give one by a flat screen? Big screen to put in your house. I asked myself, I will be wished. Who be wished you? A huge screen. Then a huge. They don't know that to see a musical system that have big, big speaker. Is no longer the modern world. They go and buy a big cohort, big shirt, and come and put big, big plate, 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 plate as decoration. <laughs> what have come with that? The spirit of that the poverty mentality that have built Africans. 
with poverty mentality. Look at the big, big cars, huge cars. Look at what I will tell you like. Yes, our people do this. The person who started, uh, 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 wanted her past to have that day to have a child when I got to have She really wanted me to have a product. Where I was? Bukama. But if I tell her that I have forgotten the car twice, I've forgotten the car in town twice. I'm not joking. I forgot the car at KDC and was on the road looking for a border border. To bed. No, no, I mean, my mind is stressed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mad. I am not mad. Something there. I said, hey, I have a car. He said, oh, where is it? I wait. I will not drink. <laughs> I know one of the brethren who was trying to sell me. Every all the things he had of recent to buy a That's the curse of the African, and particularly African leaders. At one time in Cameroon, they bought uh, uh, pajeros, not this tiny, tiny pajeros. Every government office had a pajero. Then after a time, they also decided to auction all of them because they discovered that there's a lot of fuel way on cars. Well, to auction now, it is the same people who have them to buy them. A simple lifestyle is a prophecy that that person would like to have it. Right? He like write it down. And I want to start saying you are selling a book. And if they tell you in the bank, that's you are working in the bank to get a loan, tell them that good oh, idea. I walk away they give you loan. But I don't have a loan in the Have you understood? A simple lifestyle. At one time in the life of this rich, very rich man, he was living on one dollar per day. And he did that for one year. One dollar. When he converted now, did all the conversion. He said for today it will be 1.6 dollars per day. Jova, is that is it up to your piece of pork? <laughs> you drive and say, man must eat something, man. <laughs> and then stop and place your leg. So bring, bring, bring. Bite and bite. 
I once saw a woman somewhere who was who was eating, uh, drinking cocoa bar. Some of you knew what cocoa bar was. She was selling uh, maize, roasted maize. Namirembe wrote there. I told myself this woman will never be rich because she was roasting maize. The profit of maize. You know what the profit of one maize, and then to roast one maize after finishing roasting, then you buy cocoa by one, uh, 500 shillings and just sucking, sucking color, sugar. Uh, uh, uh. I want three people to pray that the brethren in this church will embrace the pathway of simplicity, a simple lifestyle. A simple lifestyle. A simple lifestyle. We embrace a simple lifestyle. You live on little in order to have much to give to the cause of the gospel. A simple lifestyle that we enable us to even have the seed to, to, to multiply. It's always one new dress after the other. One new this thing after the other. One new thing after the other. Without asking, has the old one, have you outgrown the old one? If you see somebody this thing, you must buy a new one. There are very few believers who sit down and compare their expenditure to their income. They don't have the mentality to do that. A simple lifestyle and a life lifestyle that has said no. A lifestyle that has said no to wastage is a lifestyle that will transform you into one of these type of people we are talking about. They did not fall from the sky. They never fell from the sky. They were produced as a result of sacrificial investment. My fear is that by some of the young, young one people who are trying to emerge, and they may soon start interacting with uh, people like Brian. A young person like him interact with Brian without knowing that Brian had established himself to an extent and also said, that's how I will do the way Brian has been doing. A person should start, should say, I will start the way Brian started. I will start the way this one started. That's the pathway to rise to the top. Can three people pray? Let me share with us a document from a convention in Lausanne. There was this key spiritual convention 
of various uh, serious believers, evangelicals, who began to confront the world and told themselves, they must impress the pathway of simplicity. Since our time is gone, I will just read a portion. He said, Jesus, our Lord, summons us to holiness, humility, simplicity, and contentment. He also promised, promises us his rest. We confess, however, that we have often allowed unholy desire to disturb our inner tranquility. So with that constant renewal of Christ's peace in our hearts, our emphasis on sim simple living will be one-sided. The peace of Christ in our heart. Our Christian obedience demands a simple lifestyle irrespective of the needs of others. Nevertheless, the fact that 800 million people are destitute and that 10,000 die every day of starvation make our lifestyle indefensible. 8 million people destitute in the world about 10,000 die every day, most of them here in Africa, of starvation. Means that some of the lifestyle that people are living, they cannot defend it. While some of us have been called to live among the poor, in order to open, in order to open our home to the needy, all of us are determined to develop a simple lifestyle. We intend to re-examine our income and our expenditure in order to manage on less and give away more. I'll read that again. We intend to re-examine our income and expenditure in order to manage on less and give away more. Live on less and do what we more. Give away, not saving for the rainy day. We lay down no rules or regulations for either ourselves or others. Yet we, we are resolved. We are resolved to renounce waste and uh, oppose extravagance in personal living. We are resolved. It was a group of believers who had gathered and they felt that they needed to do something concerning their lives and concerning the lives of others. We are resolved to renounce, number one, West 
and to oppose extravagance in personal living, clothing, and housing, travel, and church buildings. We also accept distinction between necessities and luxuries. There's a difference between what you need and what is a tot total luxury. Creative hobbies and empty status symbols. Modesty and vanity. Occasional celebrations and normal routine. For oh, there are some people who are always celebrating, always celebrating, always celebrating. Somebody may celebrate once in a lifetime. And between the service of God and slavery to fashion, slavery to fashion, where to draw the line requires consensuous thought and decision by, by us together with members of our family. Those of us who belong to the West need the help of our third world brothers and sisters in evaluating our standard of spending. Those of us who are in the third world acknowledge that we too are exposed to the temptation to covetousness. I know some of our brethren getting a gift from abroad who all the time now were in the gym, in the gym, in the gym without asking this money that I am getting, that I get are meant for what? When that which is coming to help the poor becomes that which is coming to make me live in luxury and come under the judgment of God. And that's why many spiritual leaders end up collapsing spiritually. So we need each other's understanding and encouragement and prayers the lifestyle consultation was a response to the declaration of the Luzerne Covenant that those of us who live in affluent circumstances accept our duty to develop a simple lifestyle in order to contribute more generously to both relief and evangelism. It was a covenant they were entering into that those of us who live in affluent circumstances accept our duty to develop a simple lifestyle in order to contribute more generously to both relief and evangelism. In 1974, where this world were framed, the lifestyle debate was only just beginning. By 1980, there was a much greater consensus on denying biblical mandate for it. So the consultation was conscious of Jesus' summon to holiness, to humility, to simplicity and contentment. 
Dr. Rene showed us that be free of an inner drive for riches. That to be free of an inner drive for riches leads to deep contentment. To be free from an inner drive for riches leads to deep contentment. Philippians 4, 11 to 13. I want somebody to read it. I have just 10 minutes to end. There are another person open to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 8. Philippians 4, yes? Anybody who finds, stand up and read. Philippians 4, 11 to 13. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance is. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance. Uh, many, many of us have quoted that, that verse, right? I can do all things through him who gives me strength. But the strength here was even talking about being contented. Whether you have much or whether you have little. Learning to live with little, learning to live with much. Many believers need to learn the secret of rest. Contented with little. Yes, Sam, read. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Everybody said godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. We brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. If we have what? We should be what? Content with that. Listen to what the, 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 the apostle is telling us. Godliness or contentment is great gain. If we have food and clothing, those two. People are breaking down. I don't have land. I don't have this. I don't have this. When uh, Billy Graham was 92 years old, he was invited somewhere to go and minister, he refused because he was already tired, weak. But he was, uh, 
there were the people they just wanted to that was his 92nd birthday to honor him they pleaded with him that they would not ask him to share any, anything serious when he arrived he was so touched by the honor they gave him they decided to share briefly he said one day Instinct was traveling somewhere in a train. And then he had bought his ticket and forgot where he put it. If you have ever entered a plane, a train, uh, along the way, there's, uh, the person will look at the ticket, just like in a bus and, and sign. But here they, peep, they punch it. When they came to him, he checked all the power. He could not see it. The man said, I will know you. I know you paid it. As he was going, the man was still. Then by, by the time he was coming back, Einstein was under the, the chair, looking all over for his t- ticket. He said, you don't even need to pay. Forget about anything. He said, look, I need the ticket because I don't even know where I'm going. I don't even know where I'm going. Billy Graham said, at my age, I know where I am going. That's our driving force. We know where we are going. Do you know where you are going? We want to be ruled by money, material things. You don't have money to eat. You don't have. Uh, are you naked? Godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world, we will take nothing out. Now, not continue reading. But if we shall go far and be mightily used by God, we must embrace the pathway of voluntary poverty, the pathway of simplicity. I wanted to ask us from the beginning, if you will give more to God, what must you do to give more to God? For some people think that to give more to God, they must get more. No. To give more to God, you must spend less. We start with spending less. With the same income that you have, you can give more to God by spending less. He who spends less and gives more to God, when he works and gets more, he can still he can multiply what he was giving to God. The person who does not want to reduce his expenditure now in order to give more to God, when he will have more, he will not give more to God. It's a lie. So we spend less in order to give more for the cause of the gospel and for the many people who are suffering around. For the many people who are suffering around. A person can decide that my child will not go to that extravagant, expensive school. 
in order that the extra money I have, I may help the children of some poorer people. Involuntary poverty is a crime because it has been imposed on some people. You can force others to become poor. I pray that we, as a church we will become true, truly people are concerned. We should even be asking the Lord will take us to financial height for what? To professional height for what? To make us great in society for what? We are not made great for ourselves. We are made great to be weapon that God can use. It is greatness not for our sake. It is greatness to be used to bless others. If that is your attitude, God will make you great. So I can reduce my spending and give more. You can reduce the quantity of water you use in your home by simply saying when you are bathing, you open the shower, water pours on you, you close it as you have whatever you are doing on your body. After you are ready, you open again. Some people, they even open the water, they leave. I, I, I go to many homes. Particularly the homes of the well to do. Even the brethren. The oil is not yet, the, 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 the oil, the lotion is not yet finished. They take it and throw it. Which, if you gave it to someone, you can see use for a whole week. They don't want to press. The toothpaste is not finished, they're through. They don't want to press. And as you are doing that, what is God saying? What is God saying? What is God saying? Water is wasted. Uh, uh, Richard, how much water goes into the, the system for flushing? How many liters? Good. Let's just approximate 10. Huh? And then all of us are staying here, right? And then we say we will all line up. Some just go to the toilet and then they drop some uh, five, five, five drops of urine. What I do? Another go. Then, 50 people, 10, 10 liters. That is how 500. Go and calculate how much it is. You drink water, you eat, and pay for the disposal of the waste. Another person will say, I will save the money, I will go to the toilet there. If they put toilet paper somewhere, somebody just come and take everything. And then, and clean the tape, the tape this with the iron drop. 
one of the secrets, if God will give us miraculous breakthrough, is a spirit that is frugal. It's a spirit that says, we will not waste. It's a spirit that is conscious that many people are needy outside. It's a spirit that has taken side with God. Let nothing be wasted. I will share this teaching with the brethren when we meet more of the brethren because God has withdrawn from some people by the foolishness of wasting. God cannot give you a hundred thousand shillings and you waste it in one day. If you want chicken, what hinders you from where and buy a whole, uh, a whole this thing and come and cook? Will you die if you went and bought a whole chicken to come and cook? You go and buy a tiny, some tiny pizza you cannot buy three times for 10,000. Your whole family cannot. Two pieces that would have bought a whole chicken. Where is the wisdom in that? I want some people to pray. Simplicity and contentment is a foundation to greatness.